Here's the only sound that's tolerable when a migraine attack strikes. Nurtec ODT Remezepan 75 milligrams can provide migraine pain relief, which can help break the silence. Nurtec is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines in adults. Don't take if you're allergic to Nurtec. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety prescribing and patient information, visit nurtec.com. Welcome, 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 welcome to the sidelines. Sideline talks, your boy Alan Sin, the place to be. What it is, your boy Ryan Wings. How you doing today? Yeah, what's good, brother? How are you? Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, shout out to Coach Tay and Coach Humble Beast. They out there doing practice right now with their high school team. Shout out to the Prairie Hall Gators. Um, yeah. Wish you not luck for the season. We need to do a show on location. On location? On location. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you can do that, though. Filming practice. Maybe a game or something like Not that. Not filming a practice, just doing what we're doing right here. Mm-hmm. But we, or doing how we normally do it, like at the at the desk or whatever. And set up a table out there. Set up an extension cord out there. I don't know how they set up this. We set up an extension cord. And let's, let's work. But that might not work either because there's going to be some coaches out there that's probably calling a child, you dumb motherfucker, a few times. So we might be in trouble with that or coach might be in trouble for certain things that might be said and only to be said in public eye. So. I mean, we ain't recording them. We recording us, but we, we get the coaches over, the coaches view. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I just think it'll be fun. We just pop up on it. It's like, yo. I believe the same thing. I believe the same thing. Um, big news with the JJ Watt situation signing with the Arizona Cardinals for two years, thirty-one million, twenty-four guaranteed, twenty-three guaranteed, something like that. Which just mean like, well, shit. Some of that signing bonus, I know they ain't giving you a good amount the second year, but um, twenty-three check- guaranteed. Huh? So you got twenty-three guaranteed up front. Yeah. So, um, how do you feel about the um, the move for Arizona Cardinals? Do you think it's a good move for them as a team and pushing them forward to the playoffs? I mean, what do you think about the deal? I don't think it really changes much about them. I mean, they had – he probably adds another two to three wins, if that. Mm. If that. And he went – First off, I feel like the move from J.J. Watt was all cap with him crying in these meetings about, well, we got to win. We got to do this to win. We got to act like we're going. Dude, this is a money grab. You set up this money grab. I ain't mad at you. Get your money. Get your paper. You only a professional for a limited time in your life. So go ahead and get your paper. It was a, a frustration move from the organization being there for so long and seeing the team crumble. Like you got to like right. I understand that, but if you want to 
talk about this. We 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 out here to win and we out here to do this. Don't go to the fourth team in the NFC West. Mm. <laughs> like you went from a basement team to a basement team. Uh, I mean, I understand that because I I, I I truly don't believe mostly in that offense more than their defense. I'm not yeah, saying I definitely that. don't believe in the offense, but I don't believe in that coaching staff either, to be honest with you. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't shown me anything. Mm. Yeah, I think they overhyped um, that team as a whole coming into last year. But it's funny how <clears throat> a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, I thought he wanted to go to a contender and win. I mean, the NFC, shit. Anybody really can go in there and try to and do their best. It's always a revolving door of who can win an NFC championship. It ain't always certain. Right, NFC is, is the, the, what do I call it, the conference of... Uh... What's the word called? Um, when you people want it all the time in the league, they say the two main teams are winning. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of the word now. God damn it! Uh, I, I think. Uh, but everybody can win. Anybody can win the NFC. Basically, the NFC is a wide open conference. It's not ever a constant repeat championship like how the AFC had. The Patriots and the Steelers and Robert Ben was doing and whatever, uh, mm-hmm. like it was like fourteen from the A- NFC, from the AFC for like twenty five years. Right. <laughs> and obviously, this is a, a two year window to see if they can make a push as much of a push as they can to try to win the championship in Arizona. Um, but that puts uh, teams like Seattle on notice. It puts teams like um, San Fran on notice. I mean. You got you got you got QBs that's complaining about getting hit and wanting a better situation up front. And with this move, it seems like JJ Watt ain't no slouch. He can give you ten slacks and a good rest of the rest of the end of his career type of number. So I know uh, Russell Wilson is gonna be like, "All right, look, you gotta give me another tackle or uh, better interior line, or y'all can go ahead and shit me." to the teams that I want to go to. So I, I think um, him with Chandler Jones, hopefully Chandler Jones come back or he gets some type of extension deal, maybe bonus or something, and some type of money where they can be a, a nice tandem because it's hard to block one of them um, guys one-on-one. So that front four, people in that territory can benefit from those um, edge rushers. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Arizona is a nice landing spot for him. But, like I said, if I'm hearing Green Bay is in the running and I'm hearing Cleveland is in the running and I'm hearing Buffalo is in the running, two of those teams was in championship games. If you really, really wanted to win, one of those two teams would have been your best bet. But like how Matt G. Dunn said, anybody who know football know that this man is capping right now. And it came out. Um, I, 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 sorry, I can't with Judon say anything. I understand that. I understand it's Judon. But when Judon said it was cap, I was like, yeah, it kind of felt like the performance there to me as well. 
It felt like a lot of drama. And then the whole, like, you got free agency coming up. You, you're selling yourself a lot right now. Because your numbers ain't what, your, your numbers ain't J.J. Watt numbers. Like, when I hear J.J. Watt, I don't think four sacks. I think somebody coming off the edge doing some damage. Yeah, and, like, you don't have the title to his opinion, but that's, that's again, that's a, uh, what I want to say, um, a weak, blasted opinion. I mean, he put in the work to even deserve a franchise tag, truthfully. So he can be out there and struggle with tight ends and maybe get a couple of cover sacks, but to say or even to, uh, put opinion in somebody else's life, Shit don't even metric. Now that shit was coming from like Eric Donald or somebody who I know who puts in work and deserves mm-hmm. the credit that he gets. Mm-hmm. I like all day. Judon, fuck no. Well, I'll put it like this. The most problem well, the most difficult time I've had so far in my life was when my grandmother passed away. And me and my grandmother was real, real close. And I was just dealing with like borderline depression and I was just looking for something to to lift my spirits and just, you know, just keep going. So I would throw on different ministers here and there, listen to some Kirk Franklin, listen to, you know, some gospel music to try to lift my spirits. I throw on DMX. Instantly, spirits picked up. When I go to a song with him or his grandmother. And that song and that, I say all that to say this. Sometimes the message that you're looking for can come from a different messenger, not the messenger that you intended to come from. DMX is not the most positive rapper that you want to listen to, (laughs) to say the least. But it's something about that song that he had with his grandmother at that time listening to it and bumping that song for like an hour straight got me out of my phone. But you can you can say that I mean he, he's a type of person that uh or um rapper that can can put you into a place of pain and, and you know what he what it feels like and certain mm-hmm. things it's, it's um on the same accord of certain things how how he lived his life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, well, the the reason why I said that is because Judon may not be the guy that you look to to give you double-digit sacks, but he knows what it's like to be an NFL player. And if he's receiving something that another NFL player is saying as cap, not everybody on the Houston Texans is Judon. We may not like Judon, but... Houston may be a, a place where he winds up. He will be stupid to go there, but he, that might be a place where he winds up. I hope he <laughs> end up there and then be on a bench so you can see all the cat he did. But, so, like, like I was saying, like the, the messenger may not be the right messenger at the time or may not be the messenger that you're looking for, but that don't negate the message. And when Gito said it, I felt like, yeah, this is kind of performance theater. We'll see what happened, and then I think he said something the last at the last game, said an apology or something like that. At the last, yeah, this nigga Cameron, and I just felt it like that. Now I'm not an NFL player, so I know these NFL players felt like, oh, this nigga Cameron, oh, right, he gone. <laughs> um, 
to go back. I, I like how the narrative switched, how 2020 coming into that year, they were a contender, and and Kyler Murray was in the run for MVP season, and they going to do great things with Deshaun Hopkins, and they did do some good things. But it's funny how they were one of the teams that was supposed to be a contender and go far, but now since J.J. Watt went there, they, they are not a contender at all. I just like how the narrative always switches to people's, you know, hype or overhype. I don't think they were a contender. Now, Kyler Murray... I, I believe the same thing. I'm just saying the media and social media would have had you believe that that was the team that could that could scare people. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray had Kyler a Murray, good... How you he had a good month, I want to say, hmm. in October. And they beat a couple teams. They beat um, Buffalo with the hell, Murray, as they call it. Yeah. And they beat a couple good teams. And as soon as they got put on notice that, and they beat Buffalo, Kyle Kingsbury had to coach. and Well, Cliff Kingsbury had to coach. And Kyle Shanahan went there with Nick Mullins with nothing to lose or nothing to play for, really, and smoked him. And um, McVay smoked him. And you got to win this game to get in. Got smoked. So you go to the fourth best coach or the, the worst coach in the division, the worst team in the division, and your message for your former team was you wanted to win? Like, come on, I don't... <laughs> not adding up to me. Just say you want you got your money and you and that's what it is. So I don't want to hear all this. this uh, JJ Watt is so passionate that JJ Watt want to win. Like I keep telling people, we got to get out of the mindset that every team and every player is trying to win right now. That's not the mindset. That's not a realistic mindset. Some organizations are just there to get money. Some players are just there to get money, and that's it. Like, it's not a realistic mindset. Yeah, we want to have our teams win, but it's not realistic. These niggas is making millions and millions of dollars one week of the year. One week, one day of the week, and they're making millions and millions of dollars. Right. It's kind of hard to say they're hungry a whole year to partners getting paid like that. And these players don't even get paid money like that for... For playoff games. Like, they don't get that real check. <laughs> um, to, to piggyback off of that, I, I believe the best team that I, I that I thought I wanted him to go to was the Green Bay pa- um, Packers. Yeah. Because you see on the other side of Zadarius Smith, who's shown like he's a fucking menace. And your whole defense will probably, you know, you still need to fill in your linebacker position. But the secondary, other than King, not just, if you don't have dumb dumb fuck moments, I mean, they are Super Bowl away. Yeah. Super Bowl experience away. So, I believe that was the best team to go. I don't believe the Browns would have been a good team for him to go. Not because of, um, um, I don't believe in Baker Mayfield or I'm just not a fan of him. It had nothing to do with the offense. I feel like with that um, PA type of an offense, almost like Kyle Shanahan, they still going to do good things, especially with the, the running back tandem they had. I just didn't believe in the defense. Defense too young. Secondary can't never get on the field. You're going to have two stud pass rushes in the AFC North that really ain't going to do nothing. 
the reason I kind of see Cleveland is because one, Cleveland needs a pass rusher on the opposite side of Miles um, Garrett. So if you get that in free agency, you don't have to waste a draft pick for it. You can just draft your secondary. But right. I still think, I, I mean, I still got favor in Emmanuel Alba and uh, other African yo in the middle of the line. But J.J. Uh, Watt, that, that team needs a little bit more. I don't know if it's more free agency signing or a better draft picks, but right now their draft picks haven't lived up to the hype that they um, received. I mean, they supposed to come back healthy, but I don't believe he felt like, if I'm looking at him outside looking in, that Cleveland was the best choice for him at the time. Especially, shit, he probably don't want to play in the cold eventually. He probably want to play in the dome. You know, better weather than you know what he is. He getting age, his knees probably fucking hurt. Yeah, and I mean I ain't Pittsburgh, fuck Cleveland, fuck Green Bay. Let me go in the dome for let me chill for like eight games and shit like that. Listen, I ain't never opposed to not playing outside <laughs> in the cold. I ain't never opposed to that. Mm-hmm. And only time he got to really go outside in the cold in his division is Seattle. You got L.A., which is warm Western all year. Snow. Seattle is outside. Mm-hmm. That's one game. And who else is in that division? Arizona, Seattle, L.A. And San Francisco is outside. But in, in California. <laughs> Only time you really got worried about going outside of that division is Seattle. One game a year is Seattle. All right. <laughs> so, so I definitely ain't running that. Inside, outside, in the, in the okay weather. But... To go off of what you said, I do believe Green Bay is a championship piece away from winning the whole thing. Right. And I think a rotation of Preston, Jadarius, and J.J. would have been amazing. What, with Kenny Clark in the middle? With Kenny Clark, yep. I think that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. I like that secondary a lot more than Cleveland's, obviously. Definitely. But and he's going back to Wisconsin. That would be going him going back to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a win-win-win. <laughs> right. For JJ, but I don't know if they were just going to get from the two-year thirty-one mil. Mm-hmm. That could have been a factor. No, I don't know what they were talking about. If you want to win, which you want to get paid or you want to win, you were just you ain't say nothing in that press conference about man. I want my money. Your press conference was about you want to win. You feel like he can win Arizona? You gotta prove people wrong. Cliff got to show me. I can see. I can see. I can see him having a a successful year, winning or lose with Chandler Jones being healthy. I can have. I can see that. Because the, the black coach that they had in Arizona ain't get this many chances that Cliff got. Fuck no. <laughs> Mm-mm. I, I, still, I probably believe that Flores is hanging on by a thread. And they had a rookie quarterback, no offensive line, a brand new GM. Like, nah, fuck that. We get rid of everything. Yeah, Cliff, come on in. Like, either here. <laughs> But the GM, 
control that quarterback. He was like, I ain't want that nigga. Well, you know what? We, ain't, we don't want you either. Put him by. <laughs> Damn. Like I said, Arizona is, I don't, Cliff got to show me something. This is the year. So Cliff has to show me something. Mm. All right. So, other news in that same division, Seahawks, Russell Wilson. What did you just tell me before we went on air? Russell Wilson, the pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson straight up told the most, listen. <laughs> I ain't cheating. I ain't out here creeping. I ain't mess with your best friend. But if I wouldn't have done it, <laughs> these are hoes I'd have went with. <laughs> yo, that's pimp, yo. I swear it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still confused at how I don't want to be hit became I don't want to be here. Like, what, what the fuck were y'all listening to? <laughs> right, right. Those flat out said... I need some help. I don't want to be hit. I need some help. I need some help on the line. Oh, you don't want to be here? No, I don't want to be hit. Oh, you don't want to be here? What? Where the fuck are y'all listening to? <laughs> and since y'all don't want to listen, all right, well, I <laughs> want to trade, but just in case. <laughs> yeah, I still don't want to go, but, nigga, these are the hoes I'm going to fuck with. <laughs> right. And, um, the J.J. Watt signing and the Aaron Donald is still being a menace. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to do something. That's going to push the envelope to either go out here in free agency and, and, and try to find a, uh, a tackle or maybe you want Trent Williams. I don't believe you should go get him, but if you want Orlando Brown, I'm listening to and some picks. Yeah, they got, I got something. But I wouldn't... Um, Cause I think they gave away... This year's first already for Jamal Adams. Yeah. So. Well, I'll take DK in the next year first or second. Depending on if there was, it would be a trade that would be happening. They was listening to phone calls. What was the best team out of those three or four teams that you think would be uh, good for him? The best team for him if they keep Cam Jordan would be the Saints. I think they have the best roster out of all four. They have the best defense out of all four. But mm-hmm. they ain't salary cap hell. Andrew Brees, for some odd reason, is working out like he's coming back. Just Don't know why. Time to with them, bro. Yeah, just, just send the to me, bro. Like, <laughs> you you my favorite quarterback of all time. <laughs> You do quarterback out. A quarterback's coach. Put the papers up and do something else. Right. You're the quarterback I enjoy watching the most out of my whole time watching football. And I'm saying hang it up. Matter of fact, (laughs) don't he got uh, a deal where he's going to be a a broadcast anyway? Yeah. I think it's NBC. Hang that shit up. Yeah, hang it up, bro. He's working out to get them seats right. That's all he's doing. He's working out to get them them seats right. You don't don't push the sled if you ain't thinking about coming back. They're going to have... Hey, you you can play again, but you ain't gonna play here. That's what they gonna have to do with Drew Brees, <laughs> New Orleans. Um, but they in salary cap hell. So the next best okay. team to me, and they need defense. So I don't know why or how it would make sense. Would be Cowboys because I, obviously, I, I obviously something ain't working with that. They not committing to that. Like they, 
Dak is a side piece right now. I'm gonna leave my wife for you, but for right now, we just we just fucking on the side. One day I'm gonna leave her for you, and that's how they feel about that. They still married to Tony Romo for some other reason. Man, you're not getting get that. He's not probably, getting the love. They probably feel shitted on that he 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 went out there in preseason and got himself hurt. I mean, his body told him it was a wrap. That's what it was. Body was like, look, I ain't gonna be able to take this shit no more. It's a wrap. I believe uh, the Cowboys is the best spot for him because your defense is horrible. Right, your defense is horrible and your offensive line is horrible. So he probably will be back in the same spot. It's probably the worst spot. <laughs> and the worst spot with better play. receivers. <laughs> right. And and then what are you giving up? You know what I mean? Right. You get first round, so you, you dash or not getting good first round uh, interior or tackles that you need to recover from. Um, you ain't got no... I mean, you gave a lot of money to... Uh, what, what's the uh, the DN? The pass rusher? Lawrence? Lawrence? Yeah. I mean, he ain't putting really putting up no numbers. Mm-hmm. So you need the whole defense. Both your linebackers that just went downhill for some reason out of nowhere. Jalen Smith and um, the other uh, linebacker, fifty-five. Something, something. Um, Vander Esch. There you go from uh, Boise. Yeah, you still need secondary help. So I mean, other than. I mean, you can probably still win that division because the other te- the other three teams don't really have a fucking quarterback. Right. A quarterback, but... Alex Smith was just told he didn't cut today. So, yeah, you definitely would have the Alex best. Smith. Either way, you would have the best quarterback in the division. People, for some reason, believing in uh, um, Jones, even though they gave him a nickname before he really even earned the shit. I mean, Danny Dimes is all right, but he ain't no fucking that. I don't even know how he got Danny Dimes. He got more highlights of him running than they do with throwing down. Throwing the ball, yeah. And um, and he can't even run over his own feet. I mean, he can't even right. run without running Eagles, over his own feet. You don't even know what type of organization they're going to be put on the field and stuff like that. So, I mean, he can still go there and get to the playoffs, but he's not going to go far with that team with no defense. Mm-hmm. And so I, I believe the Saints and probably the Bears, the Bears didn't have to mortgage a lot of their players on defense would be the best spot for them, for him. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bears, was the Bears one of those? I don't think the Bears was one of those teams, though, were they? Yeah, it was the Bears, the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Raiders. Okay. So, yeah, so the Bears would be the second best defense. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have any weapons if Allen Roberts. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on Anthony Miller and Tariq Cohen and um, – yeah. The other running back that they have there, but he wouldn't—he wouldn't really have a we- weapons. True, but if the trade was made, Allen Robinson, like, you know what, I stay. Yeah, but it, like, again, it, it depends on what Allen Robinson. We don't know what the organization that did to Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he could be out the door, but Bears—I mm-hmm. think it'll go Saints, Bears, Raiders, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But the Raiders' defense is horrible. But I think it would be a, a no-brainer for them to give up Carr, even though he had a good year. To give up Carr for for Ross, that's a no-brainer to me. And right now, he's the third um, top-ranked um, free agency in the in the one hundred and one list. Um, Who's that, Carr? No, Allen Robinson. Oh, Robinson. Okay. Yeah, Allen Robinson. Um, 
So what do you think uh, it would take for to make Russell Wilson happen to Seattle? More uh, say in this upcoming draft. Give him a line. You want to offer a line? That's that's easy. But it seems like he he wants more. And I be- think I don't know if let Rush Cook is the mantra that they're gonna go with, but you can't baby Russell Wilson and think that mm-hmm. this man is going to be fine being pacified his whole career. And his wife is an entertainer. Ain't shit in Seattle. So I'm quite sure that they are getting, well, if I'm not happy here and my wife's not happy here, why am I staying here? And like I said, he can go to Vegas and Seattle and have an instant residency. Mm. Easy. She will be enough. She will be. She's not like a Britney Spears artist on that level at all. But she will have a residency. A residency. If Tom Jones could have a residency, a residency there for 50, 60 years. Sierra can get one. <laughs> okay. I I don't. I heard somebody say something crazy, and it's not crazy. But it's 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 hilarious to me. I heard that if Russell Wilson isn't happy and we're far away on the contract with Lamar Jackson, switch those two. <laughs> no. 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 I'm like, it ain't a bad quarterback to have. And New York is right there for Sierra. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's a far drive at all <laughs> to New York. Nah. But I'm not giving I'm not giving up on Lamar. Everybody here won't give up on Lamar. I ain't. He wanted to give up on Lamar as soon as he got into the league. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't doing that shit. He even got drafted. <laughs> he said he should have never been drafted in the first round, second round. He probably, all the, all the commentators in the media folk expected him to drop probably like fourth, fifth round. Some typical Ohio <laughs> State. Quarterback win the Heisman, he get drafted in sixth or seventh round. They, that's what they expected, and they Damn. failed. Troy Smith got drafted in the fifth round. You don't do more man's like that. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor got drafted in the fifth round. Y'all, come on, y'all. Don't do my man's like that. <laughs> no. no. Shit. Then we uh, drive. Um. No, I think he was a seventh round. Where we get um, Penn State, yo? Penn State, yo. Penn State, yo. Oh, uh, Dwight Trubis- not Trubisky. I don't even know how that. He must got too many black friends. That's what that probably is. <laughs> McSorley. What the fuck? Yeah. I think we got him at a, a fifth rounder. Like, come on, yo. I'm going to do my mask like that. <laughs> right. I, I believe I believe that he, he must have had too many black Six friends. Get drafted in the sixth or seventh round like that. People, people swear by you. How, I, what? What? They swear so by you, him and his ninety yards and one touchdown. So, so you <laughs> you you do a whole bunch of dump offs to to uh, to the running back after the Giants right now. Mm-hmm. He's, he do all the book work, but you get praised like like you a superstar. And they had a receiver over there. I forgot who was that receiver. They had a few receivers over there. I think Godwin was there when he was there, too. Um, was it Godwin? 
Oh, one of them fast motherfuckers. Was it Godwin? Nah, it was it was one of the receivers that uh, he he played for Denver right now. Yes. Um. Shit. I can't think of his name. Yeah, because I, I wanted you. He was, he was nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did all the heavy lifting. He just asked me solely not to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and, but when you needed him to... Uh, see, that's, this is what I say. When and Mike Jacecki. Huh? <laughs> so, and Mike Jacecki at tight end. Exactly. <laughs> he going up there getting up anything possible. <laughs> so, when you, when you got these quarterbacks that, that these in these primetime games that... Oh, oh, that's what we remember, that's what we love. Like Sam Donald, people hold on to that shit. And they feel like you deserve a place in the start position more than what you really deserve, truthfully. And people still ain't forget that that USC game versus, I forgot what it was, but it was like a, a night game and people went wild off it. And Sam Donald, it was like a sophomore year and he ain't never live up to the hype. I hate to say this because they were so much better than them. But Sam Donald's tape against Ohio State showed me everything I needed to know. When that pass rush gets in his face, that nigga's going to panic. <laughs> mm. If shit ain't, ain't smooth and, and going how it's supposed to go when he got all day to throw it, he going to panic. He going to throw, throw the other team some, some passes that he shouldn't right. have. So, stay on the Ravens' uh, um, topic for a second. Then tagged us in one of the posts that was on sideline talk. And the deal get Lando Brown to the Giants would be the Ravens would get tight end Evan Ingram, 2021 second round pick, 2022 third round pick, to get Lando Brown in a sixth round pick of 2022. How do you feel about that scenario? I don't like it. Um, I think Orlando Brown is going to be on the move. We're not in a rush to do it, though. And it's not like he said he's not going to ever play for Baltimore again. He just said, I'm a left tackle. Right. So we don't have to move him right now. So to do a deal where we only getting back a tight end, that would possibly, could possibly have a resurgence or an emergence or an appearance, possibly. And to get, what was that, second or third round? Second in, um, in this year's draft and a, and a third in next year's okay. draft. Yeah. We, we're setting the Giants up for booking tackles. Because Thomas is a beast, and he played left tackle last year. He can definitely mm-hmm. kick over the right. And he did that at Georgia with um, Isaiah Wynn. Yep. So he kick over the right. He still got Will Hernandez at guard interior. Mm-hmm. And you, so you, you're providing them with tackles for Danny Dimes mm-hmm. and for Saquon Barkley to have probably the biggest hole that he's ever had pause in in the run game for a second and, and, and third round. He's coming back. Who was that? Soda. From the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's we setting them up more than we're setting us up. 
Like, we're giving them a proven commodity. Like, I don't believe in giving, even though it's not our division, but giving another team a proven commodity on the offensive line that you struggle with and you know we need linemen. Hmm. I don't believe it's a smart trade because I would rather get more picks than another tight end. See, when, when the Ravens do, when the Ravens tell me everything they needed to tell me during the offseason. You re-sign tight ends. You, you give another tight end extension. I don't believe you getting another tight end is going to intrigue you to trade Lando Brown. Right. Sense. I mean, you you let you pretty much you let uh, Hayden Hurst go for that reason because you believe in Mark Andrews and Boyle and the cetera. So that's I, with Boyle coming back, that's not going to change your mindset with the organization. Or the coaching staff that's in place right now. I mean, Evan Ingram is not going to really intrigue you to trade Lando Brown with two far picks. No, that's why I think it's a horrible trade. The Hayden Hurst trade was terrible, but we got Mm -hmm. we lucked up and got J.K. Dobbins. There's no way J.K. should have been a second rounder, but we lucked up and got J.K. So it, it worked out somewhat. Mm-hmm. But Hayden Hurst was 23, almost 24 when we drafted him. So I knew Hayden Hurst had a... I knew Hayden Hurst had a short shelf life, which is the reason I wanted Hayden Hurst. But I'm like, yeah, you probably get one extension by the time he's 30. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Calvin Ridley. I'm like, yeah, Calvin Ridley probably get one extension and he's 30. And then... Receive. Was nobody bold enough to call Larry a punk ass white boy? Because they know damn well he would have went off fifty on you. Explain yourself out. Facts. Cornbread Maxwell, for those who may not have known, was he's he does broadcast for the Celtics. And he has stated that Luka Doncic is Larry Bird reincarnated. Cornbread Maxwell is not a Hall of Famer, I believe, but he is a Finals MVP. And he was an integral part to the Celtics in their first, Larry Bird's first championship. So he was the Finals MVP over Larry Bird. So said Kimball, Cornbread Kimball. But I feel like every white boy that got some skills, Nice, pass a little bit, kind of tall, get Larry Bird. And I think people forget how nice Larry Bird really, really was. Like, Larry Bird, for his career, averaged 24, 10, and 6. That's after three years of being pretty much immobile, even more than he was, because he wasn't athletic to begin with. But when his back got messed up and he couldn't sit on the bench anymore, he had to lay on the floor because his back was so messed up. 
for three years. That drops his point at, points per game average. So Larry Bird is probably a 27, 28 points per game player with 10 rebounds and 6 assists. And in that era, 6 assists, like you can't dribble the ball around in that era for an assist. An assist only counted if you pass the ball forward and they score immediately. It ain't pass the ball, dribble, 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 drive. All right, I got the assist off of that. No, it's pass the ball immediately and score at, at one motion. <laughs> and he got six assists for his career. The only player in my lifetime to get three straight MVPs. Magic ain't do it. Isaiah ain't do it, Kobe, LeBron, Shaq, Mike. None of them did it. Larry did it. <laughs> like, people forget how dope Larry Bird is. So, anybody that you compare to Larry Bird, I need to see some off-the-wall dope shit. And for me to say, or for people to say, or go at Luca and be like, man, you punk-ass white boy. I wish the fuck somebody put the head to Larry. In them days, she. Not only would Larry fuck you up, Larry would have dropped 50 on you. He'd have found out the building. He used to go to coaches. Why are you putting that white boy on me? He can't defend me. <laughs> he tell your coach you can't defend him. You want to call that a punk ass? Nah, you want to do that. I'm sorry. Luca got showed me a lot more, and it ain't my Luca this name or any type. But every time somebody try to tell me how nice Luca is, and you use Larry Bird or you use Dirk the Whiskey, come on, bro. I need to see more. And they was they was talking about that on uh, on the sports show earlier this morning. They were saying that if they had to choose between um, two players to start their organization, they would either do what would you do, Jason Tatum or Luca? And some of them say Luca, but. Um, but they, they question Luca's um, size and, and weight. Can he can he get can he take care of his body in the later years because he's already running like he's hollowed and he's a liability on defense. He so came back he, this year out of shape. Huh? So he came back this year out of shape. Right. So can he can he shred up his body and be more, you know, unless of a liability on defense. I mean, I don't look at it that way. Let me let me kind of take up for Luca on this point. I don't look at it being that important because James Harden isn't what you would call a chiseled athlete. James Harden is a liability on defense. I don't think there's a question in my mind if James Harden is going to have a long career and potentially be top ten in scoring by the time his career is done. I don't have a question in my mind. Like I said, by the time uh, KD and um, James Harden and Steph Curry and the the top scorers of today finish, Jordan is going to be closer to 10 than he's going to be the number one as far as scoring. Because points are at a premium now and everybody can shoot. James Harden is dropping points and he's leading the team in assists. Yes, he is. So. Everybody is balling. Throw a line. <laughs> Set them. Yeah, I, I took offense when I saw that shit. Like, 
come on now. Don't, don't, just because he's white and he got skilled, don't, don't make that man Larry. Because Larry was, Larry is a bad motherfucker. Larry is so dope. <laughs> As a Laker fan, watching Laker games on tape, my father had this big-ass box of Laker teams. Watching Larry on tape is pissing me off. Like, yo, somebody stick this motherfucker. <laughs> somebody, I don't care who it is, somebody get him. And nobody could fuck with him. When the squad. We got the chips. We got the chips. Let that be known. We won two out of three. Three out of four, something like that. We got the chips. But Larry Cole. <laughs> Alright, stay on the uh, NBA tip. All-Star. Game weekend's about to come up. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Are you interested? Are you... Are you thinking about the dunk contest? How they gonna do it this year? Not at all. Yeah. I feel like you're rushing everything. One, two. I get that it. I, you get more TV money with this All Star game. You know, more commercials, more commercial spots, whatever, whatever. But you about to have the best players in the world all together. In one area, in the middle of a pandemic, if somebody get it and pass that shit to fucking all stars, every team in your league is about to suck. <laughs> and I'm not excited. No, don't get me wrong. I think they deserve their all star spots, quote unquote. I think they they play. You know, they, they've done what they're supposed to do. They be an all star, but I am not excited to watch Julius Randle, Sabonis, and Ben Simmons non shooting ass get out there in the all star game. Like you're the best defender in the league, yeah, but niggas wasn't tuning in to Bruce Bowen to, to be an all star or Tayshawn Prince made the all star game once or twice as a defender. But like, who the fuck cares about you being a defender in an all star game where people were scoring 140 points? <laughs> I, I can't I can't comment too much on the Timmons talk, but uh, you don't you don't think who, who do you think um was a, a, a pure snub the one that you that grinds your gears more than anything the one that grind my gears and he got in there because AD is hurt is Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. I've been singing Devin Booker's praises for the last three years, and everybody was talking about oh you putting up all these points, but y'all ain't winning nothing. Granted, they got CP3, and CP3 is getting this young team to play ball, and everywhere CP3 goes, becomes a playoff team. Granted, not taking nothing away from CP. But Dad was winning this year and putting up numbers. And y'all still like, nah, that ain't all-star. Why? <laughs> that that, why? Why is that narrative different from the, N, the NFL to the NBA? A quarterback can put up crazy numbers, but if... If he gets to the All-Star, he earned it. Or the Pro Bowl, he earned it. But if, if you in the NBA, you put up the numbers and you deserve to be elected to the All-Star game, nah, you ain't winning. That shit don't make sense to me. If you putting in work and you and you, and you putting up points and you doing with the best that you can to win games and everybody notices it, your ass is to be in the All-Star game. No idea. No idea. Um, like... I was singing the praises of Giannis before he got to Giannis status and back-to-back MVP. And I remember going, asking her, like, yo, 
that kid Giannis is dope. What is his, like, what's his Achilles heel? Like, without really watching him. And he was like, yeah, he just can't shoot. That's the only thing. I was like, yeah, but he's still average 27 points a game without being able to shoot. Like, he might not need to shoot. This nigga can average 28 and not be able to shoot. All right. You just got to give it up, son. <laughs> you know, top five and scoring every year and not being able to shoot. Like, boy, dope. And that's how I feel about Booker. Like, Booker gets buckets. And this is at the time. I started watching. This is how long I've been watching Devin Booker. The Lakers got D'Angelo Russell in that draft. The same draft Devin Booker came out. And I'm like, yo, I know y'all looking at Russell and whatever, whatever. But this kid over here Phoenix is doing this thing. I've been looking at books since we got had D'Angelo Russell, and that's been what three, four years since he's been gone. <laughs> mm. I feel you in your latents. They doing better. They alright. She don't even hear what D'Angelo Russell. They said, "What they the bottom of the that division?" Timberwolves, yeah, but the, the Russell haven't been playing. Okay. Good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still not a fan of D'Angelo Russell. Even when he made the All-Star. I'm like, who the fuck cares about D'Angelo Russell being the All-Star? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just certain players. You can you can put up numbers. You can be good or whatever to put these numbers up. But it's an All-Star game. I'm not tuning in to watch you. <laughs> right. Like, I want to see a high flyer. I want to see... Like, this game is just... In this day and age, it's, it's shooting. So let me see your, your top shooters in the league. Because no defense going to be played. So I'm not like I'm like, man, I want to see a defensive stopper right here. Damn, I wish Tony Allen would have been an all-star. Like, that's, who cares about your defense in this game? <laughs> um, there was a post uh, I want to say about almost a week ago saying that uh, – Ravens running back Jamal Lewis is there more Hall of Fame support. Hmm. I know you commented on that. Especially <laughs> fifth. Jamal, Jamal Lewis, Lewis is a good running back. Mm-hmm. He had a 2,000-yard season. Our Super Bowl, he was the catalyst, if you will, on offense. They said, we're going to run with J. Lee. We're not going to give up points. Right. Don't turn the ball over. We're going to run with Jay Lee. Don't, don't turn it over. We're not giving up points. So he was a catalyst in his rookie year. But, come on. He's not even the best running back that the Ravens have had. The best all-around back that the Ravens have had, I believe, is Ray Rice. And he's not going to get all-star. I mean, Hall of Fame votes. So the second best, supposed to? Why? Because he was here. And we gave him the ball 500 times because we had Kyle Bowles at quarterback. <laughs> like, Sean Alexander has been an MVP of this league and hasn't gotten a, a Hall of Fame mention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, your 2,000 yards supposed to trump is, what, 37 touchdowns in <laughs> one year? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And people say I'm 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 hard on on Ravens, quote unquote legends. But Jamal Lewis, like I said, is Hall of very good. I don't know if his name is up there in the Ring of Honor, 
And it should be if it's not for Ravens. Mm. But Jamal Lewis and Chris McAllister, I wish Ravens fans would just be be serious to themselves about what the fuck they were. <laughs> Bruh, I, I I swear I tell you, like I don't I don't I I truly this is the only way I can rationalize this. I truly believe that Raven fans have never really I think they just watch the game drunk. Or they just stat watch and just like I want that jersey. That's what I want. He a good player. That's what I'm gonna run with. I don't truly believe people actually watch the game and just realize like for sixteen games, some of these motherfuckers with some shit. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't like the, the KO and the Ryan Jensen situation. They was some shit here. I mean, offensive linemen is just your, your deal. I don't, I ain't gonna have to argue with you about offensive linemen. You ain't gotta worry about that. <laughs> or, or the um, fucking, like I said, Chris McAllister. The Monroe pick. The Monroe pick. That motherfucker was some shit when he came, when he came here. Bruh. That end season trade and then we extend. I'm like, for what? <laughs> we right. traded mid season for him. It was the only mid season trade that we made at that point. And then we extend. I'm like, yo. You got a slower Michael Orr. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. People was in love with Michael Orr. I don't know if it was his movie. It was his movie. Or what? But if he, he averaged 2.5 false starts a game. Easy. Mom and wasn't in the game. And he was getting um, walked across, moved across, pushed around sometimes. I'm not saying he was complete trash, but he wasn't what everybody thought he was going to live up to be. I remember losing my mind when we picked Michael Orr. <laughs> I lost. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yo, there's so many receivers available right now. <laughs> and we picked Michael Orr. I think Hakeem Nix was in that draft. Katie Britt was in that draft. Um, they got Percy Harvin that went before him. That's what I wanted for real. As a Gator fan, I was like, nigga, we get Percy Harvin with Flacco. Shit over. It's a wrap for y'all. <laughs> And, and to throw around the legend, to, like, I mean, Ravens, you can say, like, a handful of legends. I mean, I say a Ravens legend. I don't think he's an NFL legend. Like, I don't think... No, 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 I'm talking about Raven legends. Like, Ravens legends. Like, you can honestly be like, yeah, he was dominant for years. He put in work. Like, yeah, you can say that. You can say that about every Ray Lewis, J.O. You can say that about Yonder. That list ain't that list ain't that, that damn Sugs. Sugs is definitely Ravens legend. I think he's uh, an NFL legend. Saying, you know, you say, I, I put him on the borderline. He deserved it, yeah. Um But see the people that you name, these niggas is they sta- if they want to add more statues outside of MT Bank, those three names would be statues. Ray Lewis, John the Osmond, and Ari. Those three are statues could be. Mm-hmm. So they are the greatest three players in Baltimore Ravens history. Yes, those are Ravens legends. But I, for a Ravens legend and not really a NFL legend, I think John, uh, Jamal Lewis is in that category for what he's done consistently for, I think it was like eight to ten years. Mm. I think that run kind of solidified him as a Ravens legend, even though he's not an NFL legend. And Hall of Fame is for NFL legends. Like, I think Suggs is a, is a Hall of Famer. He may not be first ballot Hall of Famer, 
but I think he's awesome. I think he gets in there. I think what he's done in two rings, defense player of the year, hundred plus sacks. I think he's awesome. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. TC Willow rings. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. ain't gonna win hell. First callouses. I don't. I wouldn't even call him a Ravens legend, and people would kill me for that. Huh? I wouldn't even call McAllister a Ravens legend, and people would kill me. Oh, for no. That. I don't know. No. Like he, like he was getting fried by Braylon Edwards. Like the only reason I remember Braylon Edwards is because Chris McAllister was playing him. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Chris McAllister or um, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Yeah. Remember the Landry years? Oh my gosh. Bruh. When we had. Chris McAllister on the same side with Ed Reed, Chris McAllister was a pro bowl. We moved Chris McAllister on the side with Landry and put Samari Roll over there with Ed Reed. Chris McAllister got exposed. And then Landry got hurt. We had Zibikowski back there. Oh, that nigga got exposed, got exposed. <laughs> you can say, um. Like none of y'all niggas want to cover the deep pass, huh? <laughs> I remember when Jared Johnson. He had his good uh, good years, but then I still remember the one play where he let Matt Ryan walk right past him because his ass was tired. Like if you don't get your old ass off the field, you let Mike. If you let uh, Matt Ryan, I think he's a fan favorite. I don't want to say he's a Baltimore legend, but I think people will argue me that down. What about uh, Nada? I think a lot of Haloti Nada is a Ravens legend. I don't think. I don't think he's Hall of Fame, but I wouldn't argue with. I gotta look at the defensive tackles that was in his his era and what would he do compared to those. Because the only one I could think of right now that's definitely Hall of Fame from Nada's quote unquote era about six, seven, eight years ago, I would say it's whole uh and Dominica Sue. There's no brainer Hall of Fame to me. I'm trying to think of some more players. Um and we think, like, I don't want to do this. I swear I don't want to do this. But we hang on the legend of McAllister and Jamal Lewis and shit on the legacy of Joe Flacco with nothing. <laughs> like, no even, not even a good reason to shit on it. Like, I understand, like, if he was just Kyle Bowler. And, all right, you was there. You handed the ball off to get your ring. But come on, bro. That run. Nigga shit on. And in the subsequent year with no receivers, and Marlon Brown had eight touchdowns, that's all the fuck I need to know. Like, come on, bro. Don't shit on Joe. <laughs> Nigga shit on Joe Flacco like like he had Ryan Mallett written all over him the year that he played for the Ravens. Like, what? I just don't get it. And I think Joe was a... I'm not saying he was out-of-world talent or he was one of the best things people ever saw here in Baltimore, but I'm saying he he did help your team win. Right. He was... Joe Flacco was a flat... Cowboy had way better defenses at at times and what we end up with. God bless the dead. Steve McNair had my favorite defense of all time. That's not that 2000 defense. That 2006 year? Ross. That team was so fucking fast. You just go back and watch that 2006 year and just look at the speed that we had on defense with the young sons, the Darius Thomas, rookie Nada, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and his prime. 
that team's supposed to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I said it was special, but they ain't get it done. So. That was my favorite defense that the Ravens ever had. It's not the 2000 defense. Just, just looking at the speed on the field. So since we got to do some more uh, homework on the draft tip, any other topics you want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, teams that need quarterbacks. Mm. Since, the, since they holding on to Deshaun Watson. And I'm about to start the old bad boy campaign, Free the Locks. Shit from my man Deshaun Watson. <laughs> like teams that need quarterbacks right now that you could see making a comparable trade for Deshaun Watson. I'm looking at Washington. I don't know if New England has it, but New England definitely needs Something with quarterback if you're not going to commit to Cam. Um. I believe Washington is going to be stubborn. Well, yeah, stubborn. To the point where they'll see how the free agency goes and see if they can make a move in the draft. Move up. Or see if their guy is uh, Jones from Alabama. They be like, I- I'll stay where I'm at. They've... Pick him, move up, and that that be it. I don't believe they just really. If they were sorry, they could, they didn't make the playoffs, and they was just really horrible. They they'd go for a quarterback this year. But from, I think where they at right now, I think they fine. I think they just be like, well, you know what, we be alright. Thank you. You just gave me something that I wanted to talk about. Besides that, and I said I wasn't going to jump out the window this year. Because it was a, a COVID year and, you know, we kind of looking at half tape, basically, because some people was opting out. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones has the potential to be a bust. And I hate to put that on this kid, but they are hyping up Mac Jones and setting this nigga up to fail something terrible. Like I said about Daniel Jones when I when I when he came out, I don't dislike Daniel Jones. I just think you pick Daniel Jones way too high that he can never live up to the number five pick. And if you put that same type of expectations on Matt Jones, try to live up to a top 10, 15 pick, you're gonna have your feelings hurt. Cause one, I'm hearing one scout compared him to Tom Brady. Or more mobile. What I'm hearing, because if I'm looking at Tom Brady, nothing special. He's just he's a, he's a tall pocket quarterback. Because Tom Brady isn't anything special on tape. Tom Brady's specialness is his intangibles. He's smart. He's clutch. He knows how to win. When it's winning time, he can galvanize the team. You can't put that on tape. That shit is not on tape. That's just something that Tom Brady has. So if I'm watching you and I'm seeing Tom Brady, I'm not seeing something spectacular, even though Tom Brady is spectacular. 
Because what he does, you can't emulate. You either have it or you don't. <laughs> so you think if Watson were to pick him with that pick in the top 15 or uh, before the 20th pick, you think it will be a mistake? Matt Jones? Yeah. Hell yes. I think it was a mistake. For the simple fact, everything is perfect in Alabama. Everything is perfect in Alabama. You're rarely going to be out coached because you got Nick Saban. So you're going into the game already with the perfect game plan. You're rarely going to get, on, get in shootouts because you have Nick Saban in that great defense. You're rarely going to not have weapons because you have three, possibly four. No, definitely four first-round picks at wide receiver. And Ruggs and Judy last year were first-round picks. And Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle this year first-round picks. Jalen Waddle barely played. He could barely fucking walk, and he's a first-round pick. And this is what you... This is what I'm supposed to look at and be like, damn, this nigga's impressive. And you're calling him Tom Brady? And that's exactly what I see. Nothing nothing impressive at all. Just a tall white boy that can throw the ball with a perfectly clean pocket. I'm, I'm sorry. I just I don't see special on Mac Jones. And I'll go, I'll jump out this window and we can talk about it in five years. Damn, all you was wrong. But I will jump out this window. Trey Lance is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Trey Lance is in North Dakota State without top wide receivers, without top linemen, without special players, without a great defense. And I don't know, maybe he just throws touchdowns that don't throw interceptions. Like, <laughs> so without having a great line and he's still not throwing interceptions, it means that nigga's poised in the pocket. And if you come in on the pocket and you blitz him, he has the legs to get away from him. So not only can he throw touchdowns, he can run him. Without a great line. <laughs> but you're supposed to convince me that Matt Jones is better than him? How? Like, I, I need to see it. I don't. Not with these weapons. <laughs> I don't believe he's going to be uh, a flat bust. I think he's going to be one of the quarterbacks, if given the chance, that he can be good consistently. I'm not I take that back. Great. I don't mean to say bust. I don't want to say bust because this, this, I'm talking about somebody's future. And I don't want to say that on a young quarterback with something that I've never seen. Mm. I've never seen him in the league. But I will say it's going to be damn near impossible for him to live up to, like a Daniel Jones. Like, I don't think Daniel Jones is a bust, but ain't no way in hell he should have been in the top five pick. And that would be the same thing with Mac Jones. I don't think, I don't think he would be a bust, but there's no way he should be a top 15 pick. There's one thing I like about uh, Matt Jones is his his kids. He's quick to get to his reads. And that's familiar with the playbook. You've been there forever. You know you know where you need to go. But he also trusts his best players too. And he, he leave it out there and make fifty fifty balls easy to catch. So I, I would say if he's in the right system, maybe not Washington, but somewhere where he can learn, don't really have to compete and start. I think Mac Jones can be a consistent good quarterback. I gotta see it. Everything's comfortable. I gotta see my quarterback without without that comfortability. Yeah. Like the same thing of with uh, Baker Mayfield to me when I was watching him in college. Like, damn, Baker's got talent, but 
Oklahoma has talent. Like, you got Hollywood, you got Mark Andrews, you got Orlando Brown blocking, you got Samaji P. Ryan running in the backfield, you got Cincinnati running back in the backfield. When the fuck do you really got to struggle? You got CeeDee Lamb. When do, you, when do you have to struggle? And you have a top three, top four, top five maybe, so on the low end, coach. Definitely number one or two offensive coach in um, Lincoln Raleigh. So you're rarely going to be out game playing with that team. And you got everything. And then you come in the NFL and they trade to get you back in. And then the following year they trade to get you another top lineman. And you are so you got two number two. On the free agency. You got three line you got two Pro Bowl tight ends. Mm-hmm. Everything is there. You got two running backs as number ones. Everything is there for you. Conklin. Make sure they go get Conklin in the free yeah. agency. Conklin, like, come on. Everything is there for you. You got all these goddamn ingredients and you still can't cook? Come on. Something, <laughs> something got to give. And this is how I feel about I've said the same thing with, with Matt Jones and I hate to say it, I kind of see the same thing this year with with Tua. Well, last year. Well, the season that just passed, rather. Hmm. With Tua. Tua is expecting this five to six second window that I had at Alabama. Tua is expecting his wide receivers to be walking away from corners. That's not realistic. They're living in the fantasy land. <laughs> I mean, I feel like uh, Miami need like two, three more pieces, which they will have in this draft unless they trade them for some upside reason. But, um, yeah, I, I don't feel as, as much hype with uh, Zach Wilson as others do. I see the same typical quarterback that's been drafted for the past five or ten years that kind of flame out that still gets, you know, continually chances to, to stay in the league. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's, that's fair and accurate. Um, I haven't really done extensive work on, on Wilson. I've watched Mac. I've watched Wilson. I've watched Lance. I've watched Trev. I've watched um, Fields. Mm-hmm. All five of them will be first round, but I just think Matt Jones, from from my money, Matt Jones is the last one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Without doing extensive scouting. Okay. Um, Kyle Trask may be good second, third round. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I see the same thing with trash. When he got in, shit, when he's in trouble, fuck it. Kadarius, where you at? <laughs> um, Kyle Pitts, where you at? When he got in trouble. And it showed in the LSU game when Tony got hurt and Pitts didn't play. Ain't no way in hell he's supposed to be in this game. Even even with the damn shoot throw. Ain't no way in hell he's supposed to have a game where LSU. <laughs> But when you're not comfortable, what what are you? And I've seen Trey Lance not be comfortable. I've seen Trev not be comfortable in certain situations. 
I've seen Landry Fields not be comfortable in certain situations. Mm. And they've all played. I've seen Herbert last year not be comfortable. When he played against LSU, he was fucking going against the tank with, with pebbles. Right. Compared to what LSU had. <clears throat> but for him to just stand in there and keep fighting, like that, to me, that shows the quarterback. I don't care where you stand in, in, in comfortability. Where do you stand in adversity? Because you're, you're, you're a leader. And I hate saying that word because I feel like it should be 53 leaders on the team. Mm-hmm. But you're a leader. Like, people are going to look at you, the quarterback. That win and that loss are going to go on your record. No matter what the fuck I do. Whatever I go off for. No matter what number Jerry Rice got, the win and the losses go to Joe Montana and Steve Young. This, this isn't on their records. It's a nice little rant that you had as soon as you started talking about Matt Jones. <laughs> it all came from Matt Jones. <laughs> I hate to do it, y'all, because I... Nick, Nick Satan, yo, he, he pisses me off a little bit. Ow. How does he push you off when all he's doing is recruiting? He just he pisses me off. Like, I don't see him... And it's not necessarily his job to get everybody ready. But I see, he is corporate America to me. And my, my love hate with corporate America. But his see, job I, is, I, corporate America's job is to get rich. No matter what. No matter how that fucks anyone over. Their job is to get rich. Nick Saban's job is to win. Not to develop these kids. But him not developing kids, when they go to the league, they, like I said, they live in a fucking fantasy world. I don't and feel like he gets team players ready. Even to, his LSU to rebuttal, team. To rebuttal that, I would say, truthfully, it ain't it ain't his responsibility because that's your profession when you leave there. It's the same thing with, with uh, Trent Richardson. He was one of the, the most stout running backs out there. But then when he get there, you see other things played in effect of his, not only his career, but his life. Mm-hmm. Same, um, Eddie Lacy. Mm-hmm. Top he like one of the uh, lean running backs. He get that he like he could play fullback in the eighties. Like sometimes you got to put on professionalism. But like same thing where the the um the, the narrative is, um Bill Belichick can't be one of the greatest coaches out there because his coach tree really ain't live up to the hype. And I say, well, that was that opportunity in, in their um time to shine, and they failed. And that's not happened. Don't have nothing to do. Bill Belichick. I mean, it coaching was, is a little I, different, honestly. Yeah, but I'm saying when you when you have your opportunity to do something and to, to put your own stamp into something, even if it's even if it's coaching or if it's playing a game or even if you go into your nine to five job, when it's your opportunity call, you either you rise to the occasion or you don't. Right, and not everybody is built like that. Not everybody is a self-starter. Not everybody is a self-motivator. That's why I said not everybody can be a boss. Not everybody can be a, a manager. I don't want to be a manager, to be honest with you. It's not a job that I would want to do. I want to manage myself. I don't want to be responsible for managing someone else to have motivation. They could be fucked up this day. Mm-hmm. It's my job to still manage that. Right. <laughs> like, I, I would rather just manage myself. 
and be because I'm I'm self starter. If I don't feel like doing it, I already know I'm not gonna fucking do it. It's not gonna get done. I'm gonna do it half ass, and I'm probably gonna have to do it again later. But that's just how I am. But I know when I'm having these moves where I'm like, you know what, man, this ain't gonna get done today. Right. Or when I used to um, work at the health center, normally I'm going around people's desks saying that they need something, normally um, working on computers at their desk. Mm-hmm. When I don't feel like being around people, because I'm not a people person at all, I am probably the least social person you ever meet. <laughs> um, well, yeah, today's an office day. Fuck it. They'll call me. They need me, they'll call me. <laughs> I'll just do it like that and I'll be like that in my office. Right. But if it's something that has to get done, like I'm I'm a self starter, I can do that. But I don't wanna have to start somebody else. Like that's not my shit. And, um, and I, I get you on that. That's a lot of a lot of people have different characteristics or different lifestyles, how they choose their, you know, walk up by their life. But you had I'm mentioned something like Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying like if I would say if 70 to 80% of the interior trenches in, can perform when they get to the NFL or um, most of their receivers can perform when they get to the NFL for but Nick mm. Saban. Other, but like, like, for example, the linebackers ain't been too shabby. You ain't have a lot of linebackers that didn't put the work in they needed to do that to succeed. Yeah. Some, some, some positions... Just See, wide receiver to me... Besides Julio, it's questionable. You got Julio, Mari, Kelly. Who? Really? Really? No, you said Ridley, or it was breaking up. Yeah. All right. You have a Ridley? They ain't guys, though. Like Judy going ball. I like Judy. Judy's a hell of a rock runner. Judy, I said Judy was a rock runner. This nigga was like 16 years old. Like Smith and Waddle going to ball. Uh-huh. Najee Harris going to ball. Uh-huh. I hope so. <laughs> I'll fuck with Najee. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it took them, it took a minute for for some of them to cook. Like, I mean, right. you're running back. You, you had to realize some of the, some of the, uh, the quarterbacks that went there Prior to Tua, so they just went there to, they had a contract. That contract was to try to win national championship as a QB and then go to somewhere else. Yeah, yeah but like, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, that, like you said, that offensive lineman work, that trenches work, that defense somewhat works, but mm-hmm. quarterback, corner, um, like they, like I said, they live in the fantasy land, and corners too. They live in the fantasy land because you don't have that much time with that fucking front. Then they have Allen and Payne at one time, and Han, Allen, Payne, Aishon. Like you ain't got time to throw the ball. Saturday, <laughs> everybody. And not to mention that linebackers. So you had time to throw the ball. So your corners was living in the fantasy land. Right. But you I mean, mentioned something when you uh, pretty much all damn they like Pete Carroll at one point. Yeah. He was throwing quarterbacks in, in in the league that was like mm, not really. Yeah, I think all USC quarterbacks kind of had that stigma besides Palmer. Right. That's why I said, yeah, one I give you Palmer, but other than that, you'd be like, 
Where the fuck? Yeah. Going with these motherfuckers. Well, I knew John David Wilson was so cut when he came out. What? John David Booty. They tried to. Booty. They gave him. <laughs> they gave him Wilson. Cause ain't nobody trying to say your quarterback Booty. But. <laughs> or, uh, Sanchez. Sanchez. And Pete Carroll told, told Sanchez not to leave school. They still did it. And Jess was like, yup, that's my guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> what else did they have? But yeah, a lot of the U.S., even the U.S.C. players to me. Uh-huh. Lonnie. Like yeah, Matt Lonnie. A lot of the U.S.C. players to me wasn't that. I mean, you got your, your Ray Malugas, your Tory Polamalus, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... USC was one of those schools that's like, all right, y'all can start here, but y'all get to the next level. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's fucking fantasy land. Yeah. You, you had so much help there that when you get here and you're playing against real people or real mm-hmm. teams that know what they're doing, it's not the same deal. But you had mentioned something about coaching that kind of wanted me to talk about Matt, not Matt, Mike. Mike Tomlin. Oh, shit. Mike Tomlin was interviewed, and he was talking about how black coaches don't get an opportunity in the NFL, and he don't know how to fix it. Interview was great. Interview was good. I think he he was the one that mentioned the fact that every Andy Reid coach that was an offensive coordinator before Eric Bieniemy got a job and they never called plays. So when Eric don't do it, it becomes a problem. And it becomes a well, Eric don't call plays. Yeah, nigga, neither did Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy or fucking John Harbaugh didn't call plays. But they still they still get coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. But the only issue that he said is he said he don't know how to fix it. You are Mike freaking Tomlin. The Steelers fire coaches absolutely never. When have you brought in a black? Coordinator. Y'all invented the Rooney Rule. That shit came from Pittsburgh. You don't know how to fix it? How about give young black coaches a chance, a start, to build off of the legendary Pittsburgh Steelers name? Exactly. That fixes it. It starts it starts to fix it. It's what you can do as a head coach. Well no, I like to hire from within. Well, what the fuck was Todd Haley? That's not hiring from within. You hired him. Right. <laughs> what, was, what was Bruce Arians? That wasn't within, I believe. Y'all brought him in there. You can break any black like, coaches. <laughs> you get your opportunity, you get kind of lost in your own thing of you trying to run your organization the way you want to do it and you forgetting certain things. Where it's like almost like a blind spot. Mm-hmm. You you looking at not only you just looking at the resume at this point. You ain't looking at person. Because mm-hmm. you look at the person like you know what? Let me stop what I'm doing. I want to get this guy opportunity right here. 
I think I know he. I think he can be good for our, our community and not even community, but just our organization. And Tomlin gave the. Well, I go with the. The guy with the best resume. Yeah, that's what everybody is saying about Airbnb. Enemy. Enemy is damn near like this close to being unhirable because no one has hired him and he went to too many interviews. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> like you grinded your way out from backup running back in the league to running back's coach to offensive coordinator. But no, you're not horrible. You don't call right. plays and you've been in too many interviews. And, and I, I find it funny how the narrative was, since he don't call the plays, is the reason why he's not getting hired. But you don't put the blame on the person who do call the play. Oh, now, oh no, they all they all get blamed. No, nah, they don't all get blamed. Mm-hmm. You, man, for not calling plays is why he ain't with a job. So now you need to put that same energy towards the head coach. But it don't happen like that. Whatever fits in that, why they lost, is going to run with it. I'm sorry, Eric B. Enemy, with his time in Kansas City as offensive coordinator before the Super Bowl. And again, he don't call plays, so you can't fucking put the nine points on him. He don't call plays. Remember? Right. <laughs> but before then, like, he put in enough work. And like I said, he the one that grinded from the bottom from fucking player. Mm-hmm. Not, I got a trust fund and I'm on the coaching staff because my daddy said, <laughs> or my daddy had so I could be here. No, nigga. Well, I developed a God. few plays in college where <laughs> I could show it can work in the NFL or I got a rapport with one of these young quarterbacks. So I'm thinking I'm a new quarterback guru, guru and all that bullshit. Like, come on now. They look like you. That means you're going to end up hiring them. I niggas was getting hired because they knew Sean McVay. And Sean McVay lost the Super Bowl. Like, what type of shit did this make? <laughs> By saying he got out coached. And he, he overcoached himself. Like, come on now. You're doing dumb shit at that point. Mm-hmm. It's just funny, these narratives. That's why we have sideline talk to create the narrative. Because I'm tired of it. Media, mass media, Disney over top of ESPN and Fox. We already know what Fox News is about. And we trust Fox fucking sports. Come on, bro. Like, we gotta, yeah, we from, gotta create our own Ain't nobody done got their, their life threatening in a while, you know, pull up, fights and shit. So it's been good. We're good for a little bit, maybe because football season has died down a little bit. But hope everybody keep that same good energy. They'll figure something out when they group. They, yeah. they gonna argue over something. Shit, funny. Yeah. Not funny. Maybe, it's probably the LeBron, Jordan slash Kobe take all the damn time. But we'll figure it out for the weeks to come. I'm always gonna have that Kobe over. LeBron. I, I know. Always. No. Mind for forever. But, uh, you ain't got nothing Somebody else asked me to put my top 10 um, NBA players. Ooh, and, we did that. Uh, uh, I think it was on Twitter or something. 
like rank the top ten NBA players. Mm-hmm. And it damn near broke my heart to not be able to put Kobe in the top five. But he was in your five like months ago. Did I put him top five though? I was yeah, trying it. I was like, yo, I can I can No more, I put him at four. No more. <laughs> Then we had a conversation because you another conversation because you feel like you couldn't put uh, Tim Duncan in like somewhere near your top fifteen. I don't know. My top ten change all the time. Ah, see, see, change all the time. I put Duncan in there at nine. Just write your just write your top ten in pencil from now on. Yeah, it's definitely in pencil. I got Duncan on here at nine. Well, oh, that's a fucking lie. He was from. Getting into the top 15s and then you had nine. Kareem, Mike, Magic, Kobe, Braun, Dream, Wilt, Bird, Duncan, Shaq. And I kind of want to put Kevin Durant in there somewhere. Well, we let Kevin Durant finish out his career before he pencil him in somewhere. I think he should be in there now. I, I couldn't. Disagree or agree? I'm just gonna let his season, his career end. Hopefully, you have a, a full career. But I'm not putting him over Larry. I couldn't do it in good faith, in good conscience. I couldn't do it. See, that's that's just you. In the time era is coming in. You calling Kane Cupcake and you letting Bird know that Bird can fuck somebody up from time to time. He could though. <laughs> he ain't joined the Lakers when he was getting his ass beat. Let me stop. I'll take that back. No, you Scratch that from the record. <laughs> Scratch that from the record. I don't mean to say that. Yeah, you did. Even though right. the Nets, in a completely unrelated and different note, the Nets have been looking good without KD. But they're gonna be looking better with KD. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But I just wanted to get that. I just want the record to show. Let the record state and show. The Nets are still whooping ass with KD. Because they got one of the top ten players in the league still balling. As so, you just said. Yeah. The league and assist. And got the most assists in the league right now, too. Yeah. Like, you got like, what? How many assists per game? It's close to ten if it's not over by now. They ain't having like 30 and 10 or some shit. This is crazy. <laughs> but that's gonna be the narrative, so just just watch out. Kevin and Durant gonna be on the point, move again. You already smiling and laughing, so I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna listen to that. You no, know I'm just saying Kevin Durant gonna be on the move again. Cause they were like, look at this team. This team was great without you. They didn't did it without you, KD. Or he gonna come up with another commercial. They said we couldn't win. Who the fuck said y'all couldn't win? <laughs> who 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 said it that y'all couldn't win this year? They said we couldn't win. All right, all right, KD. <laughs> See, you said it. You started it. I didn't start. You the one put it because you said, you know, I, you have the the quote, and I quote, "I want to put him in my top ten, but he won't go over Bird." You started that. You started. That was a shot. That was a thinly veiled shot, but it was a shot nonetheless. Exactly. You the one start spraying shots, and then be like. 
I plead the fifth. Nah, nigga, you the one shot. Yeah, I did. I shot him. <laughs> I did it. That was me. <laughs> that was me. That was my bad. Let's see what happened in his career. Yeah, we'll see what happened. I think he's top ten. I think he gets there. I'll put him over Shaq. Damn, that sounds weird. Just stop while you hit. Just stop while you hit, because then you're going to end up putting him back out to like top 20. He 11. He 11. See? You, but by the time it be 7, 46, he'd be 13 or 15. <laughs> he 11. Shaq got four of them things. He got two. <laughs> All right. Shaq got three MVP, finals MVP. March, he got two. It's March the 1st, and by the time another two months, it'll be... 15, 18, or whatever. He 11. He right. He right. <sighs> nah, Shaq was efficient and he could score too. Nah, he not, he not better than Shaq. He 11. He better than Dunk. No, Shaq. Shaq not better than Dunk. He better than... No. I will watch him before I go watch Dunk. Me not better. Take us out, Al. <laughs> too many <laughs> shots. Too many KD shots. That's my bad. Yeah. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. All right. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.